And that's why you can't get contact cleaner out of a rug. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, a podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. I did. I played, you know that game that you play called It's Already Out of Warranty, so why not? Right. I do know that game. So that's a game that I played this afternoon, and we may find out how it goes later on in the episode, but- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we can talk about that. That's a problem for future Adam to solve. Yeah, like 20 minutes. Anyway, how the heck are you? Oh, you know what? I'm super good. I'm super good. I got to tell you, I've had a um, a very chill January and February. I've had a couple of gigs every few weeks through January mm-hmm. and February. <clears throat> and then I'm going into the barrel of the mouth of the beast Yep. in March. I got a weekly... Thursday, by the way, we're going to have to reorganize what night we yes, record these things. Yeah. Starting next week. And mm-hmm. then on two of the five Thursday nights in March, I have another gig later in the week, including a St. Patrick's. I got the full band the week after that. So full band on St. Patrick's Day yep. in downtown Greensboro. And it's the place we're playing is shares a building with an Irish themed bar, pub, restaurant concept. And they go okay. big on St. Patrick's Day or historically. Last couple of years, obviously, for medical reasons, they haven't, but I fully expect this year it'll be bonkers. And so we're gonna be playing at the pub on the corner around the back of the main place that St. Patrick's Day happens in my town. And down on the corner out in the street? It's like that. And in this place, it's called Little Brother Brewing. And they're great. They mm-hmm. brought me a lot of pandemic beer. When we were yes, you had mentioned that. Yeah, they're amazing. And the main drag through downtown Greensboro is Elm Street. And the beauty is this place, uh, when they have live music, they open all the windows. And it is mm-hmm. the soundtrack to downtown Greensboro on that night. It's what you hear. And so we will be that. So it's not a nightmare on Elm Street. It is a pleasant dream on it depends on the band is i guess got it i'm sorry i'm really i'm punning my face off right now good and i'm trying to i'm trying to reel it in (laughs) the point is we will be the band who's playing st patrick's day on on elm street in greensboro it's gonna be awesome and then the next week we just got a gig at um the cider place in greensboro the bull city cider which is i used to play the lexington version of that and it's the same company but the greensboro store so we'll be doing um (laughs) Uh, a full day event there. It's a funny thing. So the manager of that asked me if we were available and I said, yes. And so she booked us. She said, I'll get back to you about the timing. I got to figure out that day. It's um, cider jam. So she has this plan for this full day event. I was like, wow. All right. That's cool. What time do you want us? She's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It's like, okay, what's the crossover like between bands? What's the, what does it look like for one band to get off the stage and the other band to get on? She's like, what? Oh, geez. So I said, listen, if you um, need help thinking this through, I will be happy to volunteer my services to help you think this through. Um, Mm -hmm. If you, if I'm going to, I probably will reach out to her and say, listen, if you need somebody to run sound for the bands happening that day, if you need someone to organize the whole event, I would do that for a fee, but I would do it. But (laughs) right now it sounds like, probably there'll be some hot chaos happening 
unless yeah. uh, someone, some wise person gets involved in that. But that's happening middle of March. Um, we got a couple of dates of karaoke in among the Thursday night uh, trivia's that I have going on. So March, my March is going to be bonkers. My March is going to be absolutely Sounds crazy. Like yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh, things have been fairly low key here. Wife was traveling, so I was flying solo with the boys. She's got another. She's got a girls' weekend, so I'll be doing that this weekend instead of you know playing gigs and it's funny we don't have we had some stuff that we were kind of prepping for late march early april um and then that just got pushed out into the summer and you know i've we've said this before and i've definitely said it here and also behind closed doors but like i don't know if i really dig the whole solo acoustic thing Hmm. we've never really like unpacked that that's probably like an entire episode of itself but i am feeling like maybe i want to Maybe I want to like put put a little solo solo show together. Like maybe yeah. Maybe just do one. Yeah. Because I don't have anything else going on, and right. not that I I need things to keep busy. I've got plenty of other things to occupy my time. But um, there's just been a couple of like I, I'll hear a song and I was like, that might be fun to play. I've literally got like a, a note deal in my phone where I hear a, a song and I'm like, oh, write that down. Hundred percent. So oh, all right, here's my latest one of those. You ready? Okay. Never My Love by The Association. Those words don't go together oh, as you've far heard as my it. brain. Never My Love. Never My Love. Dum, 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 dum. You got to look it up. It's the most. It, Shoot me a link when we're done. Right, I will. It feels like Beach Boys, the same kind of harmonies and 60s kind of harmony greatness. And um, mm-hmm. God, it's a great tune. Never My Love. Uh, I'll send it to you. Cool. I was looking through mine it was a bunch of old stuff it wasn't like but there's newer stuff you know what happened was that we found this new apple music playlist called after work cocktails Mm. which has just been like the thing that we turn on when we like everybody gets home yeah and it's it's got a lot of these like first off it's got like that weird like ultra lounge thing and sometimes you feel like you're like in the lobby of a hotel you can't afford to stay in right uh but other times it's like kind of cool uh low-key covers of big songs and like stuff that we do like don't you want me by human league (laughs) and like but like kind of chill and like very different so uh that's definitely knocked some things loose so i'm I'm thinking about it cool and i'm supposed to actually um i'm supposed to have a meeting at some point with the uh the dawn of the acoustic gig mafia um just about other stuff but maybe i can put it put uh put some dates on the uh on the boards that's good um did i ever release the acoustic gig mafia shirts i made a design i don't remember cover band confidential at gmail.com would you buy an acoustic gig mafia shirt because we got them i just need to i think i just need to put it up yeah it might be an atlanta thing i'm not aware of there being an acoustic gig mafia in i just like well I think it depends on where you are, but I, I, I would think that our listener base would understand what that means and that typically in most cities, there's like a guy or a couple of guys that kind of run their that particular lane of work yeah. in their market. So I don't know. I feel like I may have coined the term acoustic gig mafia, but um, I feel like it's really relatable. Yeah. But what do I know? So 
this week we got if we're going through some housekeeping stuff first off got another review every time we talk about them they seem to happen isn't that funny if you would like to yeah if you would like to have your name or your band's name mentioned on the podcast leaving a review is the easiest way to do that true this one came in uh last week uh from username tone knee tony tony five stars it's a shorty one excellent resource valuable information for any band leader that's it boom what do you want clean concise surgical I could not ask for more i could but i like what i got we've had long ones we've had short ones that's what she said uh <laughs> it's great we appreciate each and every one of them true and uh, i did find out we are no longer charting in ireland i feel like maybe <sighs> our 15 minutes are up there so you was, see that we had a good run. We're um, so on our podcast platform, which is called Podomatic. We are the number one mm-hmm. music podcast right now. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. We're usually kind of like top three, but number one, baby. Boom. Good stuff. So, uh, in other news, uh, tomorrow on the YouTube channel, we'll be dropping a video about building an online following through social media. Um, that was a conversation that it's come up a lot, and the kind of impetus for it was um i've done some coaching sessions with uh you guys all over the place and a lot of the uh, most people have the same question which is how do i find other people in my market yeah. or how do i get gigs where i want to be and my answer is always build a following because it's the easiest way to show people one that you're in the area and two that you're a competent player that's all you like because you just post videos of you doing things and people can then go and watch them and be like this guy's legit or maybe not but hopefully <laughs> I, I need someone who does things here's a person who does things yeah uh, the, the math is simple so it's uh it's a nice six minute conversation about that and hopefully it's helpful to all y'all out there so look for that out on the inner tubes and uh, yeah any other housekeeping things we we don't have like a this week is very gear focused we're gonna have a gear conversation we're actually gonna have multiple gear conversations but um that's kind of where we are this week we we've previously called these meatball episodes it's true it's um, true because gear there's episodes that have a lot of meat on the bones and there's episodes where the meat comes in a lot of little meatballs yeah but i think gear talk is a a better term than meatballs fair enough but you could say it like gear talk and it's it would be meatballs. Meatballs. You can just isolate that. Sounds dirty. My my VO and just like put that on a butt. Do it again. Just, Let's see. Meatballs. There you go. Done. Yep. Hold on, wait. There you go. Nice. It's been working. Yeah, good. Anyway, so yeah. First off, I made the uh, uh the critical error of visiting guitar center today Ooh. um i was just in, in in the neighborhood and wait did we just torch our chances of being sponsored by guitar center I, it's there's a method to this madness here <laughs> fair um and i was there for a reason like most things i go there to do something yep. I, I very rarely just go in and i will say this the uh, like the pro section they've got they they literally have a purple flake Schechter 
Pete Townsend Telecaster. It's up in the sky. You know, like you can't even you can't even touch I it. I get it, but every here's the thing. Every word you said as you got there, I got more excited. Oh yeah. 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 So it's one of the US custom shop Schechter gorgeous. Uh, I'm sure telecasters. I'm sure it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it probably plays like a beast. Yeah. I tried to find the there were I, I'm always looking I like a I like a bright guitar. I like mm. a pink guitar. Yeah. There are a couple of pink ones and I picked them up. They were both Floyd's though, and you know, they're not set up for crap. They you can't you literally can't tune them because the screws are already tor- like torqued all the way down. Yeah. And so yeah. it's um it's, it's, gonna, a, it's uh, gonna take a setup to get them tunable. Right. Yeah. It's a fool's errand. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was there to buy gaff tape because unless you are ordering it from Amazon, like there's that's the only like brick and mortar air spot in my area to pick it up. Yeah. While I was there though, I did pick up some contact cleaner and ran into my buddy Jason, who runs a very awesome YouTube channel, also guitar focused. If you like offset guitars and big jangly reverbs, you would love his <laughs> you would love his channel. And we'll post a link for that in the in the show notes. Cool. But anyway, I also bought some contact cleaner because Dan and I have talked a lot about the turbo sound tower speaker arrays. Yep. It's actually the, our conversation about that uh, is one of, is like one of the, it's the, it's the fifth most watched uh, video on the YouTube channel. Sure. Um, just talking about if the IP 1000 and IP 2000 were good investments, were they a good buy? And um, at that point we, we both thought they were, mm-hmm. um, but as I soon found out, the IP1000s have a particular issue. Um, and and probably, over time, probably, in my experience, the IP2000s have a very similar issue. Yeah. I had not used it in a while, and then I sold it. I literally sold it to uh, to some people I knew, and they immediately were like, hey, this thing's broken. And, you know, I was part of me is like, hey, man, this is like a Craigslist conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no warranty, but I ended up buying it back because I'm a good person, question mark. <laughs> But anyway, the issue is, even if nothing is plugged in, the top section of the tower just emits this static white noise crackle like thing. And not in like a, oh, this is like a noise floor. It's like, this is an unusable scenario. And uh, I looked it up and sure as a word that starts with SH, there were lots of other people in the very same predicament that I was in yeah. and finding the solution to it was a little tricky, but I, I, I kind of went through a bunch of comments and um, found that a lot of people had taken them apart and cleaned the contacts on the, um, the circuit board that connects the power section to the actual speaker connections. It wasn't in warranty. I, I, the, the only thing that could have possibly been damaged is my heart when I accidentally electrocuted myself. Anyway, that mm. didn't happen. Mm. I did take it apart. Okay. And uh, for anybody who has this and is a concern, the power section is actually caged off in its own little world. You can't actually get to any of the things that could potentially shoot <laughs> uh, you across the room. Murder you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I was able to clean the connections and put it all back together. And right now it is powered on sitting in the corner of my office and I'm just quietly waiting for the crackle to come back. And it's been almost an hour. And so far, so good. If it continues to work, I'll probably make a video about that because uh, there are literally zero on YouTube. 
yeah. and uh, may have just cornered the market. Yeah, you get all, all the views. I had I have an IP2000, um, and the <laughs> the top of the tower would crackle when my girl singer would sing. <laughs> when she got to the top for like full on belt, it would mm-hmm. it would it would do digital breakup on top of that thing and um it prompted me to change over to an e electro voice uh setup so i still own those they're sitting in my practice space unused but um if in fact there is a way to get into them and fix them and get them out into the world i'd do that it's it's really not that big of a deal it's 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 a ribbon connector and a and like another clip it's fair enough Somebody put a picture in to like explain how it's done. And uh, after watching, I was like, I could do that. Right. So right. we're the shot. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Boxes that have like amps in them trouble me in terms yeah, it's, of it's the, scary. the safety of getting in those. But fair For enough. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. I might try it out. All right. The only other like gear thing that I was talking about was actually there's two things. One of them was for anybody who didn't see it, I made a. 60 second video about how to build a the cheapest in-ear monitor rig for under a thousand dollars and uh, it blew up on tiktok it's on our youtube channel too it's kind of meh but my favorite thing is that a bunch of people like you forgot the cables and the microphones i was like bruh like (laughs) you missed the entire point of this you don't already have those well yeah but also i feel that to me that feels like gatekeeping it's like the you're not going to share the whole story so it's not worth sharing at all. Whereas like I have learned that we take for granted how much we know. And sometimes all people need is just a, Hey, here are these three things that you need to, to get this whole process started. Yeah. And that's enough to get people going. But other people are, they're like, where's the splitter snake? Blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? Here's a full walkthrough of my band's in-ear monitor rig with the splitter snake and all that stuff. You know how many views that has? Like a hundred. Hmm. The other one has like literally, I think ten thousand. Hmm. Well, so I, I feel like Adam Neely's walkthrough of his in-ear rig was good. Now I haven't compared numbers, but I like the video. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? so? Yeah, ten thousand four hundred views on the cheap one, and five hundred views of the super <laughs> well, in-depth technical one. There you go. Maybe there we should talk about go. my um, cheap in-ear monitor custom mold solution. Then, yes, that was that was I was that was the off ramp I was looking for. righty. here it is. Let's just let's go. S- s- yeah, first yeah. to third. A- activate the, the the turn signal, and here we go. Um, some months back, I bought the Mi Audio M6 Pro in-ear monitors, the Universal Fit in-ear monitors, and they're good. I'm not an audiophile, okay? So somebody's going to come along and say, oh, you can't hear it. Four kilohertz. It's not my, not really my jam. I care yeah. about if I put them in and if I notice anything. And I'm not an audiophile, so whatever. But I liked them. The M6 Pros, I liked them. Um, and then they have this ability to order from them a custom molded tip. So the Mm -hmm. tips, you know, it comes with several different sizes of tips, including some foam ones, which have been good. Um, And then I went to the audiologist, uh, partially because 
this is my year and I'm getting myself tested for stuff and checked out for stuff. And I got my full right. hearing test and it came back pretty okay. But I also got molds for new inner monitors. Here they are. They're purple. Yep. I sent them off to them. And this week they came back with the silicon tips to go on the Mi Pro M6 Pro in-ears. And in fact, I'm wearing them right now. Aha. Uh -huh. And they're pretty darn okay. I mean, the, the all clear custom molds I have were hard plastic and they felt like hard plastic. I mean, they, they, they go in your ears and they, they, they take up the space that the molds have said your ears aren't taking up. And so they don't feel, they feel like they fit just exactly in the space that's there to have. But mm -hmm. when you open your mouth wide to sing, they, you kind of, you're aware there's something there. These are yeah. silicone plastic, you know, rubbery, squeezy silicone. And so they fit in a way that's really comfortable and really nice. Um, so I like that a lot. Here's the problem with them. The interface between the custom molded tip and the driver body is, they, they fit together and they do okay. But when I go to pull this out, I'm holding the driver of my right ear right now. Mm -hmm. If I pull on the driver, what's going to happen is the silicon tip is going to stay in my ear and I'm going to pull the driver out of the tip and the silicone hmm. will stick in my ear and then I'll have to pull that out. The, their instructions are all about like reach past that to the silicone part and pull the silicone part out, which is valid. Fine. But in that moment when you're playing a song and somebody comes up to make a request and talk to you, but you can't hear them because you got inner monitors in and you want to pull them out and hear that person talking to you, you're going to have a problem because you're going to be stuck with this piece of plastic in your ear, rubber, whatever yeah. it is, silicone. And so that is a fundamental difference between a fully molded in-ear body, right? And yep a silicon tip attached to a driver body. It's a, I'm not sure there's any way around that price wise. This whole thing that I'm wearing right now came to less than 300 bucks, which is as far as I can tell the cheapest way to do it. Cheapest way to get custom in ears. And I really yeah. like them. I really like them. This is the first we're now 40 minutes into recording this episode. And this, this is the longest I've worn these ones and they are completely comfortable. I feel totally isolated from the world um, outside of them. And it's everything you'd want in a custom molded in-ear monitor. Um, as far as that goes, it's great. Um, I do worry about what it'll be like when I go to pull these out and what's going to happen is I'll be left with the silicone stuck in my ears and I have to pull those out separate from the driver units that are attached yeah. to the wires. Um, yeah, I'd be curious about the, um, longevity of that yes. scenario. Yes. Yeah, because the interface Cause between like, the driver and the thing may, may it, it may get even worse over time, right? Yeah. The other thing that I bought is um, I'm holding them up right now, so Adam can see them. Mm -hmm. um, these are the the custom molded musicians' earplugs, and they come in a couple of sizes uh, and a couple of colors. Here's the I, I I like to do I do red in my left ear because it's port. And green in my right ear because it's starboard. Oh, that was red because hard, no, no, no. right, red. Yeah. 
No, left is port. That's what I. That's what my my brain did. I know, but I I don't. I know. I don't. I know. Smart. I did. I did red and clear because it's port and starboard. Um, and it comes with like a boat, like a boat or a plane, exactly. And I have additional sort of plugs to go into it. The plugs that I bought it with uh, reduce sound by fifteen decibels, and I have additional plugs that reduce it by twenty-five decibels, and mm. so. These are what I would use if I were practicing live in a room that wasn't everybody on in-ears and no speakers. I'd be using these. Um, and they're good to have. They're just really good to have. And they're custom molded. And I've tried them out. Like They, they just suck right in yeah, place just, yeah. and deaden the whole space. So I'm really happy with these. Really happy with the earplugs. Awesome. Um, so I think it's, uh, you know, I, I, I did all this stuff to sort of see if I could find a way to get our community into custom molds in a way that is cheap and great. And for sure it's cheap. I think it really works. There is still this issue of like, I'm telling you at the end of the night, when I go to pull one ear out, it's going to leave the mold in my ear yeah. I have to deal with that. Um, but price wise against like many hundreds of dollars for the lowest end of full on custom molded in ears. Maybe, maybe that's all right. Maybe that's all right. I don't know. I guess if they do get worn out, you've already got the molds yes. and getting them recast wouldn't be. Yeah. No, they have a whole discount deal for reprints. That's, um, very acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Cool. The other thing, so speaking, nice. speaking of wirelessness um, and and uh, um, ability to move around a stage and whatnot, I have used the mm -hmm. Line 6 Relay G50 for a long time. Uh, it's a guitar, wireless system, anything that has yeah. input could use it. Um, and I have used it on my main pedal board, including solo acoustic stuff. Just why deal with cables? I can just be wireless. Um, yeah. it's been great for a long time, but at some point it stopped, um, being a clean signal. It started uh, having this like muffliness and then a cutout that was happening. And so I'm going to send the, the rig that I had the whole line six, um, G 50 receiver and transmitter system back to Sweetwater. Cause it's been, all, actually, less than a whole year I've been using that. So their their their, oh, okay. their whole um, support system will work. And I bought another one just to have as a – I can use it while they're dealing with that and then have it as a backup. Um, the problem is the batteries I got on this rechargeable system, they are yep. high quick brand batteries. They, they fit a little tight and then they didn't work. And so – <laughs> I had to bail out of it on a gig and go back to like cabled, fully wired stuff because I plugged these batteries in, I closed it up, it didn't turn on. And then I couldn't get them out because they were too, they were, they were a little bit wider than a normal battery and they were stuck in the mm -hmm. body pack. And interesting. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird thing. So I ended up just cabling for the night and then, um, so I got to figure that out. It's a, it's a, it's a strange thing, but, uh, I like to be wireless generally, even, even solo acoustic. I like to be able to just move around. Um, yeah. So those are the gear things I'm dealing with right now. So speaking of wireless, uh, units, my sure GLX D, uh, I was having an issue with at the last gig that we did. And it turns out that the cable that 
had come with it when I bought it originally had just kind of conked out. Mm. It had come loose and I had already um, like taped it on. So it finally gave up the ghost. And because the check from my fancy church adjacent corporate event landed mm. this morning, yeah. uh, I, I'm ordering a, uh, a new one. Uh, so it'll be ready to go when things get back to going. That so really I thing. think that covers Di- diagnosing stuff like that. Like, so the cable on the G 50, I yep. replaced it. Didn't help. I, the transmitter is apparently backed up in China. You can't get just the transmitter. So I did mm-hmm. not be able to buy one of those. I had to buy the transmitter and receiver all in one piece. Replacing right. the whole thing did seem to solve a problem. Um, but yeah, you got to find the smallest piece to, you know, to work up from the, the, the smallest piece to the biggest to replace them in order and diagnose the problem. Well, and that's the funny thing is that, you know, part of the reason why I have the rig that I have is that like, I want the least amount of things mm-hmm. in my signal chain as possible, right. less potential for failure. For sure. Shout out to Joey, our other guitar player and members only. Uh, he had literally just replaced his Surelex GLXD uh, cable with a right angle cable. Mm. So he was like, Hey, do you want to try this? And that was immediately it. So cool. he hooked me up for that gig. And um, then he put it in my bag and <laughs> I had it for too long. He had to drive all the way from south of town to come meet me to pick up his gear. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to put uh, that'll all be sorted out. I think that kind of wraps up our personal gear conversation, right? We, but, but late in the day, we had some late breaking news that we were both pretty excited to, to talk about. Which is, uh, as of this afternoon, Behringer announced that they are starting an open beta for their new yeah. MX Mixer app. Yeah. Which, for those who are not f- familiar with that situation or who are using Behringer products but weren't aware that this was happening, um, after I think iOS 14, mm-hmm. the X32 Mix app just stopped working. Right. Because the operating system went fully to 64 bit and they just were like, man, I guess we're just not going to make, make one. Right. Uh, the workaround up to this point was either to use, uh, the Midas, uh, mixer app, which is basically the same exact thing. same thing, yeah. just gray. <laughs> um, or use a third party, uh, program like, uh, mix station mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. So th- this uh, afternoon they announced they're opening up uh, beta testers and I immediately signed up because uh, it's content, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I want to get my grubby mitts on anything, um, you know, if I can get an early crack at it. So of course. I'm excited to see, I'm hoping that they might be like, oh, also now because the app is new, it can do these things that it couldn't do before. Right. So maybe there could be some new functionality unlocked in this. Maybe not. We'll just have to see. Well, I think but there, I'm really I think there are that. workflow options and if, um, I can imagine ways that um, some things get shortcutted inside those apps that'd be really useful. You know, the routing stuff that almost nobody futzes with. Um, mm-hmm. It's really powerful, but like so rarely is it messed with. Um but occasionally it could be really powerful. I, I could imagine some people building functionality around that that would be useful, powerful. You, you use it when you need it, but um, it could cut out a lot of the complexity. 
So yeah. maybe, maybe they're going to deal with some of that. When I, what I was really impressed by is in the actual like Behringer announcement, they were like, if you need uh, this right now, go, go buy this guy's app. Yeah. So like mixing station was literally like they, they <laughs> dropped a link for this guy. Yeah. I was like, I mean, that's high praise yeah. when the company who, you know, makes the thing that you're, you built the app around is recommend, recommending it to their users. Yeah. Um, but the, the screenshot looks nice. Mm-hmm. It does. The little mock-up they've got. Yep. So, uh, I'm very excited to get my hands on it because cool. it, we've, we, I mean, it, we've had a, a perfectly reasonable solution, but it would be nice to have, um, some extra doodads and, and better workflows for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I use the SimCraft UI 24R um, digital mixer and it provides its own interface over a web browser. So you, you, you know, you launch your device as a web browser connected to the same Wi-Fi, and you go mm-hmm. to its IP address and it brings up in, you know, in my case, I'm using an iPad, so it's Chrome um, or uh, sorry, Safari, uh, and it yeah. brings up the whole ui inside the browser it's pretty complete i i don't know what else you do um but i have not yet played with mixing station so uh, it's my my next step the mixing station does support it and uh i think it'll be fun to play with i don't know i have it um just because there was a period of time when even the um like the the xr apps didn't work at all right uh, when there was an in-between. So I ended up purchasing uh, Mixing Station for the brief period I had an XR16. Uh, it works great. It is. It, it just doesn't have, like the UI is just, it, at least at that point, this was a couple of years ago, it was a bit clunky. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they probably addressed a lot of that at this point. But yeah. um, the the IP-based interface thing is is great. Uh, that's how AbleSet is set up. When you, um, you know, you basically everybody just goes to the same IP address and you have the controls that you need. It's great. Yeah. Um, and while we were talking about that, I actually I thought about another piece of gear um, that I <laughs> I put myself on the wait list for this week. Um, a couple. This was a, a while ago, but Midas and Behringer, by you know, de facto uh, announced. Company. Yeah, I mean they're basically. The, they're kissing cousins, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, they released um, these Stage Connect interfaces mm. that were meant to be specifically for the uh, the Behringer Wing consoles, and they are a single rack unit, uh, basically Ethernet connected interface mm. that either does uh, sixteen line level. Outputs, 16 line level inputs, or eight and eight. Hmm. And the first thing, as soon as I saw them, because the other thing that really shocked me was the price point. The The most expensive one is 400 bucks. Wow. So I immediately, you know, hit up my, my Sweetwater guy and was like, hey, will these work with the X32? And he was like, nah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then like, I don't know, a month or so ago, uh, some videos started popping up and they're like, they say it doesn't work, but they were wrong. Ooh. And all these people are using them. Ooh. And so in my world, we were, we, the Ableton playback thing has been 
an ongoing kind of evolution. We've got the Play Audio 12, which offers the the redundancy and the multiple outputs, and that's all great, but it requires us to have an extra eight inputs on the front end and then additional however many on the back end to run it out to front of house. Well, if we aren't doing a super fancy setup, we just connect the laptop directly to the X32 via USB, and we've been sending Ableton to virtual inputs that way. What this would allow us to do for, uh, what, which one? 379. We could set this up to give us an additional 16 outputs to go to front of house. So instead of having to buy maybe like an S16 for additional IO, we can keep our existing footprint, have all the things that we need, plus an additional 16 outputs for 380 bucks versus the like Texas with a dollar sign price tag Mm -hmm. it was going to take to flesh out like the full playback rig um, like Savant or uh, some of those other, uh, you know, live touring companies make for these, these crazy playback rigs. So this, that was a huge, a huge win. That's great. Uh, So hopefully I'll get an email about that and I can put my, put my order in. Very nice. Cause it would be awesome to have that good, ready to go by the, the next time we're playing. Well, 37 main is the, would be the next one where we, we would need that, where we're patching into their, their setup like right. that. So just to back way up to yeah, some dude with a guitar. I standing Thursday night for the next several weeks, um, is at a place that has <laughs> eight channel mixer attached to the wall with zip ties. And some mains flown up in the rafters and a sub down in the corner. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing their acoustic five times in March and once with my full band in March. And so I'm thinking really hard about trying to learn how that system responds to my mixer system's output. If I can just give it RL and feed those speakers way over my head we'll all be on in-ears. And so mm-hmm. we don't need monitors. We don't need anything like that for the St. Patrick's Day night. Um, so I'm going to experiment with that as I do my solo acoustic there and play through it to find out kind of how that system goes. I'll have three nights there before the St. Patrick's Day that I can learn about that system, learn about how um, things go. You know, I drive. It's actually the same sub that I own. And I can, I, in my system, I drive that off an aux. They drive it out of mains. Um, but who cares? I'm going to unplug it. I'll plug it into where I need it. Um, and it's really cool to have an opportunity to <coughs> be in there and learn about the house rig that I would mm-hmm. have to drive on my own. If I came in there on <laughs> St. Patrick's Day night and was my first night experiencing that system, that'd be a real challenge, but I got a few nights there to learn about it first. And so I'm excited. Kind of dig in. Yeah. For like find out kind of what that room is like. I'll tell you the night that I played there, um, the, um, I was, I was doing the trivia on a night that was their, um, staff party, their holiday company party. And shockingly, I mean, the room is 
The walls are covered with tiles. The floor is tiled. You would think it would be a really hard room, but in fact, it's way less brittle and way less high-end feedback-y than you'd think. Hmm. Um, So... Yeah, I'm excited to get 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 in there, learn that space, and then adapt my band rig to that environment. That really sounds like it could be something. It could be. It could also be, it could potentially be like the beginning of one of those AV disaster posts <laughs> on on that group. We'll find out. We will. Yeah. I think that wraps it up. You know, we um we spent some money. We talked about stuff that we we want to buy, stuff that we uh need to buy so i mean i think we're good here we are well folks thanks again for tuning in um i did want to know i had i had a very cool thing happen i was um i was perusing the facebooks and got a dm uh from a guy named nick who uh he's he's got a whole run of bands down in florida and he plays guitar in a uh in a cure tribute and they're playing up in atlanta and he he uh shot me a dm and said love your channel uh, gonna be in Atlanta. Uh, let me know if you want to want to come. So, I may come through. I think it might be fun. I think somebody playing guitar in a Cure tribute. I I want to see that. Yeah, this, it's is, called, a, this is a guy no, copying Johnny Marr. I I want to see it. Yeah, he's a Berkeley grad. So <laughs> okay, I want. He's see the real it. deal. I want to see it. Yeah, uh, it's March third and fourth. You probably are already booked. Yeah, I won't see it, but I want to. Oh. Uh, Cool beans, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to support the show, you can make a stupid bumper for the show. Adam Moskowitz is so... We're waiting. We're literally like every episode, we're like, we have to pull him out of the closet. We're Mm. like, do the thing. He's like, I don't want anymore. We're like, (laughs) sing it. So he's ready to go. Yeah, you're just changed up, chained up in the corner. (laughs) Well, we'll just let him take, take it away, Adam. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook at VamBand. That's V-A-M 
Band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VanBand.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Thank <laughs> you.